Welcome to Can We Talk? Taxes, Trustees, and Entrepreneurs. Certified Public Accountant Carol Felsing shares her years of expertise with you to help you make the best financial decisions possible. She founded Felsing LLC in 2013 after years of experience working in national, regional, and local firms. And now, here's your host, Deborah Hendrickson, and of course, Carol Felsing. Our topic today is how does one go about picking a CPA? So many years ago, I started a business and I did my own books. But as my business grew, I realized I needed some professional help. So I set out to find a CPA. But business owners, I found, think that they can just go to a simple meet and greet at the Chamber of Commerce and there's not much else to it. But actually, it's more of an interview and you need to be prepared. So Carol, when I went out to look for a CPA, what were some of the top five questions that I should ask when I go to meet a potential CPA? Five big questions that I would suggest anyone ask a potential CPA that they're looking to hire. What services am I looking for and what services do they provide? Where do I go to find a CPA? How will they communicate with me and how can I communicate with them? How long will it take to get my work done? Do I really need a CPA, an accountant or bookkeeper? What do I need? They're a little bit different, all three of them. A bookkeeper doesn't have to have any type of special degree or a training or even a high school education. They just may be someone that knows debits and credits. An accountant doesn't have to have any type of special education. Anyone can hang up a shingle and say they're an accountant and prepare tax returns. They aren't under the governance of board that keeps track of the things they do. Unlike a CPA who has at least a four-year degree, has passed a CPA exam, required to have 40 hours of continuing education, and under the Board of Professional Regulations which holds them accountable on how they perform. But Carol, when I had my business, was a CPA required? Well, it depends on the business. If you just need some basic bookkeeping done, an accountant or bookkeeper could be fine. Or if you just need some payroll tax returns, typically they they will handle that just fine. But if your business is growing or you have multiple employees or you have some technical tax matters that need to be involved with or you have K-1s on your return, you really would be best getting a CPA because they they know those areas of taxation and they know what they're looking for when they go to prepare return. So sometimes it's worth spending the money to get a CPA help you get started and then bringing a bookkeeper and accountant kind of in conjunction with it working with that CPA because often when we have a business that says three to five years down the road they've multiplied the mistakes they've made along the way and because someone may not be familiar with their taxation intricacies it may take quite a bit more expense and time to get that cleaned up. So I really would suggest if you're going to start on a business, at least pay for the consult with a CPA to help you get started in the right direction. And most good CPAs will have you working with an accountant or bookkeeper online. Or actually, we have a lot of clients that we will actually go in and help them learn either a software such as QuickBooks or Microsoft Edge or Sage or something like that. So they can do a lot of it internally. But again, education may be a key part of that because you don't know what you don't know. Really, the first thing you do after getting that business plan is to go get that business professional and not try to do it on your own. Right. Or learn how to do it on your own with the guidance of a CPA. You've helped me understand that I would need a CPA. So where do I go find one? The typical referral of friends, families, uh, co-workers, neighbors. A lot of people will start there. Social media. Go to Facebook. Hey, tell them, hey, listen, I'm looking for this professional. I'm looking for a CPA. Ask them who they would recommend and why. What about LinkedIn? All of us have LinkedIn accounts. Let's go there. Internet search. Look for someone in your area. Although we do returns across the country, they can go on, do an internet search. Look at their webpage. Is it relevant? Is it current? Chances are if they're expending the resources to keep that webpage up to date, they're spending resources to keep up to date on the tax laws and accounting rules. 
And what about the local chamber of commerce? Are they a member? Are they active in their community? Have they won any awards from their local chamber? Those are all key ideas. So I've done my research and I found a CPA to interview. What are some key questions? I would ask, who's going to work on my account? The person I'm interviewing may or may not be who's working on the account. And how do I communicate with that person? I may prefer to do everything by email because I'm busy during the day and I can't take a telephone call. A lot of our physicians, they don't want to take a telephone call because they're not busy during the day. So they either want to receive by text or email. And then how, how large is the firm? Am I going to be a small fish in a big pond or am I going to be a big fish in a small pond where I might get a little bit more attention? How long does it take to get my work done? How long are you going to turn it around? How do they charge for services? Who would represent me before the IRS? And is there someone available to answer my questions if you're not there or in the summertime when I have something come up? Often a lot of the bookkeeping and accounting firms, they'll only be open a couple of months out of the year. So if you need something outside of that, who are you going to call? So that's where CPA firms are typically open all year round. And then do you have experience working with someone of company, not only of my size, but of the type of industry I'm in? If a business with five or a few employees are going to need a lot more handholding and different types of services than a company with 50 to 100 employees who has a CEO and a CFO, very different. And then what experience do you have working with businesses in my industry? Certain industries like agriculture, wholesalers, retailers, physicians, they have some special intricacies in their tax preparation that really need someone that has experience in that area. For example, physicians. Physicians have very, uh, with their billing practices, how they do things. So it, it doesn't really matter if they're a, they're a psychologist or a, a veterinarian or a orthopedic. They all bill very similarly. They all practice in the same manner. They have cl uh, staff that do the similar things. So it's that industry that you're looking at. Same with manufacturing. It doesn't really matter what you're manufacturing. It's the manufacturing process. And they have certain tax rules that apply to them, whether it be inventory capitalization, whether it be some R&D credits that a lot of our manufacturers are entitled to. So if they're not doing any work in that area, you really don't want them learning on your dime. I, when we onboard new clients, I always like to have them meet another face beside mine because I'm not always going to be available. During tax season, I'm busy a lot through the day. So if they have an immediate question that they can ask and I'm not available, they can they know another person that they can call. And if that person knows the answer, great, they're on their way and off. But if they don't, that person can always say, you know, I don't know, but we will get back to you. So at least they know they're somewhat taken care of and not waiting for me to return a call. So we always have a policy that they know another face in our office just besides mine. So what about, you know, we go in, we, we meet with you, you get our work. So how, how long should I expect it to take? Well, it depends on if you're bringing me a, a tax return for an individual or a tax return for a business. Individual returns, if you bring everything to me and is in order, we usually can get that around done around 7 to 10 days. But if you bring it to me around April 1st, there's going to be a line of people in front of you waiting to get their tax returns done. So chances are we won't meet that type of deadline. And if you can find a CPA after April 1st that can get your return done in that time frame, chances are there's a reason they can get it done and it's probably not a good reason. So keep that in mind. So be aware of your due dates. What are they? You know? be cognizant of that. For business returns, we usually can get those done in two to three weeks, depending on did the work come in all the time and what complexities are there involved. This year, any of our clients that are having state return filings, we're having to deal with what is the state doing for PPP loans? Unlike federal rules that are saying, okay, the PPP money's not taxable and the expenses are deductible, a lot of states haven't made that decision. And there are actually some states that are making that be picked up as income. So we're delaying on getting some of those returns out because the states haven't made a decision on it. There are other returns like manufacturing, 
manufacturing or wholesalers that have inventory capitalization rules, or we have a lot of the businesses that have qualified business deductions that we have to deal with, or research and development credits. So it depends on some of that complexity of the returns and how long it takes. And there were some new things that came across this year that we can t we can deal with that talked about what, what you do with the return. PPP was one of them, research and development credits. So there's, there's several things there we need to look at. Um, CPAs, that's one of the questions you need to ask is I, I think communication and billing practices and how long it takes to get the return are three questions. I mean, you need to know those things and they need to be honest with you. Often we put it in engagement letters so we're very upfront about how we charge. We charge by time and yes, telephone calls are chargeable time just like anything else working on your account. Of course, if it's a five minute a phone call or something like that. We typically don't charge, but we sell our services. And so that's how it gets billed. A lot of people ask me, well, how much is it going to cost to do my return? And I tell them, well, that's kind of like building a house without seeing the return. I can't tell you what it's going to cost. Once I see the return, I can give you a pretty good estimate. And you should be prepared to share that return with whoever you're having interviewing, because if they see the return, they should give you a pretty good range of what it's going to cost. Now, if there's accounting issues that come alongside of it, that's a whole different area. You know, everyone says their books are accounting as clean as can be. That's quite often not the case. So that would be an addendum to what the costs are. If they have to go in and clean up work that was done, or that's going to be probably be an additional charge. But if you share your return with them, they should be able to give you an estimate of what that return is going to cost to get prepared. Can you work on a retainer basis where you know that they're going to, it's going to be so much each month? That's called fixed fee retainers. And yes, some firms like ours will do a fixed fee amount, but we typically don't do that until after we've worked with a client the first time. So we get an idea of what, what the returns involved with, what is their experience in accounting and how much time it's going to take. So fixed fees arrangements are a possibility. So is there any other valuable information that a business owner would find useful before we wrap up? I believe a CPA should be your trusted business advisor. Take the time to interview that prospective CPA. Know your questions. Interview them in person or on Zoom or on Microsoft Teams or as your method, a telephone call. If they answer your questions, you're comfortable talking with them and they have experience that meets your needs, give them a try. If you're not comfortable with them at the beginning, chances are you're not going to get there down the road. Okay, so one more time, would you share with our listeners those five questions one should consider when hiring a CPA? What types of services do I need and what types of services do they provide? Where do I go to find a CPA to consider hiring? How will they communicate with me and how can I communicate with them? How long will it take to get my work done? And what level of service do I need? Does it require a bookkeeper, an accountant, or a CPA? Well, thank you, Carol. It was a pleasure speaking with you today. Join us next week as we continue our conversation with Carol Felsing, Managing Partner with Felsing LLC, as we ask the question, how does a business get ready for tax season? Thanks for listening, and join us next time as we continue our conversation with Carol Felsing, Partner with Felsing LLC. You've been listening to Can We Talk? Taxes, Trustees, and Entrepreneurs. Please rate us wherever you listen to podcasts, connect with us on social, and submit any tax-related questions to info at felsingcpa.com.